All right, we are live. Tapping birdie. Shrine is open. Joined by my good friend, PGA Tout, John Hausbauer. How you doing tonight, man? How's the swing season treating you? It's been not too bad. I, I'm over two on winners, but I feel like I've gotten some sweats in the mix, which is enough. Um, and I, I don't know. I think I think it's been like some pretty entertaining fall swing events i've actually with by the time like sunday comes i'm like probably a little bit more invested in football yeah than the golf but i'm invested enough to still be double screening it yeah no i mean honestly i gotta say like last week if you listen to tib you knew i was kind of down on the swing season like i don't really want to be doing this i'm just here so i won't get fined type of vibe and then it's like last week it's like all right, like we got some winning bets going, like we got some guys in the mix, like we're NFL Sunday, like we're double screening it. You know, I got that layout in my den and I'm like watching the Sandy F and I'm like, this is like fun. Like I'm enjoying this. Like I miss this. Like even if, you know, Scott Stallings wasn't like ever going to win the tournament, like I still had invested interest in who was going to win, whether it was Sepp Schrock or Grayo or Mackenzie Hughes, like, I think the PGA tour is kind of back. Like, I think it kind of like took a step back for a little bit, but like the PGA tour is fully back. The Sanderson farm saved the PGA tour. And I'm, I'm a swing season guy now. Like we're hitting winners. Um, we're finding value. We're making plus EV bets. Like let's go. Like let's ride. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And I think, an important thing that we should touch on is the president's cup snub narrative, because that's one that we really need to monitor for the entire season. Um, and something that I look forward to noting anytime a non-European plays well, the rest of this season, and no, that I, I think it's, it's because I think of it's, this chip on the shoulder. It's legit. It's legitimately anyone that wasn't on a president's cup or Ryder cup team. Like, if they weren't on the team and they win, it's because they were motivated because they weren't on the team. Like that's just how it's going to go. Um, the, whoever wins like the PGA championship or like the Charles Schwab, like there's no timeline on it. It's truly just, if you were not picked for a team, whether you didn't deserve it or deserved it or not, you're using that as motivation and that's going to get you across the finish line. So I know I constructed my betting card this week. I only bet guys that were snubbed from the team that could have been on it, um, international, some Americans. So we're going to write out this trend because it's hitting at 100% rate um, post-President's Cup this year. So everyone kind of likes those percentages. So I think we need to ride the hot hand here and just play the snubs. Yeah, it was also interesting that when Max Homa won – the Fortinet, a lot of people, myself included, were like, fade, look ahead week. He's too focused on President's Cup. He doesn't care. And he said in his interview afterwards that he was motivated by like the live bots who were like, yeah. you, you wouldn't have been on that team if it wasn't for live. And he yeah. used that as motivation, which is crazy because like he would have been on that team regardless. Like with yeah. Dustin Johnson would have been on the team. That's probably it from live. Um, but it's interesting where people get their motivation from. And now I kind of feel like I should be chirping the guys that I bet so that I can give them motivation yeah. so that they can say this guy on Twitter didn't believe I could do it. Yeah. Cause it could truly go both ways. Like you can be motivated cause you were on the president's cup and you showed like how good you could be and you want to make the next team or you could be snubbed and want to win. So it's really a lose, lose. I mean, a win-win situation. You could legitimately, kind of push it however you want but i enjoyed it i never in a million years would have bet mackenzie hughes to win the sanderson farms that was never a bet i was going to make he's been god awful he had one good start sometimes that's all that takes um and i was kind of kicking myself for not bet obviously you know everyone's on the radar so you can be upset about everything but i was kind of upset i didn't even least like consider sep Schraka like Bermuda course in the South playing really well. Like I bet guys, cause they had a good end to the season. Like Sepp Schrock, had a really good end to um, his season. That was kind of an easy bet. 
And then I'm watching, we're vibing, we're up on football. I'm like texting Adam, shout out Adam, lost me a bunch of money. It's fine. Um, but um, we're, I'm like, and he's like, yo, like if Sep gets into this playoff, like we're hammering Sep. And I'm like up on football. I had a good golf betting week. And I'm like, yeah, fucking Sep's going to beat like Mackenzie Hughes. Like it's Mackenzie Hughes. Like Sep is a generational player. He's going to be a stalwart at the 2024 Ryder Cup. Like Sep is dominant. Like Sep is good. Minus 120. I'm like, okay, like we're hammering Sep. Um, Sep did not win. So I gave out a lot of my golf winnings back. And that's called being a greedy gambler. That's called having a little bit of a gambling problem. That's being like, I think we're kind of spoiled by golf outrights because like, if I go up like, like 200, 400, five, like, I'm not like, okay, like this is sick. Like I, I'm like, all right, like whatever. Like I'm probably just going to gamble it away. But like hitting golf outrights, you're like, you're so used to that big payout that like, when you go up a little bit, you're like, all right, I'll just bet it all and try and double it. And then you lose. And then you're like, all right, like that was kind of dumb. Yeah, betting a lot of money on the fall swing is is always a bad idea. But yeah. um, you know, sometimes it's a heat check moment. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm yeah. not on a heat check because I haven't hit a winner since JT Poston, which is way too long ago. And there's so many sweats that have happened in between. But um, I, yeah, I've been I've I've kept my losses down, which is which yeah. is kind of a win. And um, I it's like a joke, uh, Sepp Straka for Ryder Cup. But I actually do think like. <laughs> He's on the team right like, now. He has right? to be on the team. Like, it's not even a question. And I think that he hasn't been playing on the DP World Tour. Like, he's not really a part of that crew. Like, I was kind of on Eurogolf Twitter, and they're like, yeah, like, I don't know if Sep's like. <laughs> but, like, Sep Straka, like, over, like, the Hogard twins. Like, Bobby Mack will make the team. But, like, I'll take him over Bobby Mack. Like, Sep is, like, a straight-up killer. And, like, he's someone he doesn't give a fuck. He's going at every single pin. Like, he doesn't care if he makes a double or an eagle on a hole. Sep needs to be on the European Ryder Cup team. It's, like, not even really a question for me. I love Sep. Uh, he's going to have a big year. He's winning RSM or Congaree. Uh, so, I'll be on those um, for those two. So, just kind of watch out for those. But, yeah, Sep Straka, absolutely brilliant player. Sep is 26 in the world. He's ahead of Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. Like, like no sleep on sweat on Sep. Yeah. I, I think that I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people, you know how this goes, like saying Sep like doesn't even deserve to be on the PGA tour. And I just kind of take offense to that because like seeing so many people say that it's like, yo, like Sep is, you know, a generational talent. Um, and, you know, he does not usually win in playoffs. He's kind of, kind of tough in, in the playoff uh, situation, but it, it's fine. Like we'll be, we'll be okay. But yeah, Seth, looking forward to seeing him um, in Rome uh, and hopefully at Beth page in our backyard in uh in 2025 at Beth page. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not a heater. Like he's here to stay. So yeah, um, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to him. Man. I, I, I am. So let's get into the shriny field. Let's get into Shriners um, this week. Sanjay M your past champion. Uh, Patrick Cantley dominant here. Kevin Knock, horse. Uh, Martin Laird won 10 years apart. Maybe that's a trend. You kind of want to look at guys that won here 10 years ago. That's something to look at. Um, Birdie Fest, a lot of wedges. You know, just just get a hot putter. I mean, I've never heard that before, but it, it could be good to get a hot putter this week at, at uh, the Shriners. Uh, that's a bold take. Um, yeah. Well, but that's what the you kind type of analysis for. you could only get on tap and birdie. Yes, exactly. Um, and to the 10-year narrative thing, Scott Stallings won. Yeah. What was last week? The um, Sanders. He won that 10 years ago. So that almost, almost was a nice little trend that I wasn't like in hindsight, I chased it without realizing it. Um, but I'm just looking up who won the year after Larry, Jonathan Bird. I don't think he's in the field. Um Oh, actually, but, Ryan Moore won in 2012. Okay, is he? He's in the field. He's in right? the field. Okay, so that's just something to monitor. Um, that's just something to be aware of um, because things could happen. You know, like this. This could be 
you know, an all time trend um, event. But, you know, overall for the listeners, like what type of guys are you betting this week? Like, who are you looking for? Like, are you just looking for good wedge players? Like, guys that are riding hot form? Like, what, what's kind of your vibe this week? What What are the questions you're, you're asking your golfers? Yeah. Um, have you ever- Oh, ju- Judge hit 62. Uh, Model Maniac, thank you for Let's that. Go. That is such a relief. I mean, as a, Yankee Yankee fan? Fan, like, as a lifelong Yankee fan, like, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Like, it's just great to, like, see them play well. Like, I've been following them all year. And, like, now that, like, the playoffs are here, like, it just – it really separates, like, the real fans from the fake fans, and I'm a real fan. So that's just <laughs> what I want to say. Um, that's, that is such a relief. That was like, I felt bad for it. Like he should have gotten a rest like a week ago and they just wouldn't rest him until he hit this home run. So that makes me so happy. Um, what I was going to say is, have you ever golfed in the desert? No, I I honestly haven't straight up. I've never golfed really in the desert. I love, 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 love desert golf. I feel like my handicap would be half of what it is if I always played in the desert. Every time I've played in the desert, I've played fantastically. So I do think there is, there are people who, if they've played well there, they just tend to always play well in desert conditions. The ball travels farther. You get a, like a bigger ego. Your drive is like 20 yards farther than it normally is. Everything's firm. So if you hit fairways, it just keeps going. Um, and there's no rough. So like if you just miss the fairway, as long as you're not like slicing it into like a cactus, you're going to have an angle. There's no trees either. So you're just going to like, as long as you keep the ball straight, you will have an angle at the green and the greens are massive. So, and there's like not drastic like um, undulations on the greens, usually at, at desert courses. So it's pretty easy scoring. I'm looking at uh stadium court, PGA West, all three of those courses really, but stadium course has the uh, strokes gain data. So I like that where the Amex was. That's also a birdie fest. I think that's good comp. Love TPC Scottsdale. And Summit Club is not a great yeah. comp because that was actually like a bombers course and all the bombers like rose to the top yeah. there. But that's just Fazio. I mean, that's that. a whole nother. Yeah, it's we're not on Fazio this week. So throw it out the window, really. But if you're playing well in the desert, it's pretty repeatable. A lot like, like Martin Laird's won here twice. Kevin Nas won here twice. Jim Furyk's won here three times. Like, Those guys are all pretty similar types of players, just good, accurate ball striker type of dude. So, I, I, and the other thing is, guys who live in Las Vegas have yeah. been really good here. Scott Pierce like, is randomly great here. Yeah, Kevin Na, Alex Chaka, who's like on this PG, like the senior tour, he's like he's been runner up right like three times yeah. at this event. So the guys who live in Las Vegas and know the climate, know how to adjust for all the dry air and stuff. They always do really well here. So I know we're always chasing narratives and and sometimes there's it's like so stupid, many narratives. But like the crazy. Vegas narrative is is a really good one and one that I, I I did chase this week. Let's do it. Like I'm I'm down. Like we're hitting a winner this week, me and you. I don't know if anyone's on the shared card. I also didn't um text you and actually your outrights were. So, you know, just kind of weave and weave them through, you know, like just because I think I kind of have an idea. You know, we're boys, like we text, like we're friends. Um, but yeah, top of the board this week, you know, I'll put these three players into their own category. Cantley, Sunjay, and Homa. No one's betting Cantley. He's going to be the highest zone. He's going to be like 30%. Um, unpackable course history. Obviously going to play well. Nothing crazy. I'm not having any exposure to him. I'm not playing him in DraftKings. Nothing like that. Sunjay M, winner here last year. I think that was a win that was a lot more obvious in hindsight and literally no one bet him. Um, last year, I know I was pretty upset about that, but I vividly remember like literally no one being on Sanjay, um, at this event. And then we have Max Homa, who's kind of, you know, vaulted himself into this, um, elite tier. Um, he's kind of like going from someone that could be, you know, 50 or 60 to one in a regular season event to now, you know, being one of the favorites. Obviously everyone loves him on Twitter. Um, I'm, you know, we haven't done kind of the mortgage play whale bomb in a while. That kind of drifted away. And we both have mortgage play whale bombs this week, like completely unrelated. Like we both just came together and they both involve 
Sunjay M. So I know you couldn't get there on an outright number, but you do have a max play whale bomb involving Sunjay M this week that I'll be tailing, you know, I'll be on, you know, so let, let's hear it. Yeah. As we were just saying at the top of the show, this fall swing is when you want to put all of your money into one thing in golf. So it's a great time to bring back the max play whale bomb mortgage play. Um, It's without a doubt. And this number is on bet three, six, five. If you have it Uh, minus minus one twenty, sung JM top 20. It's a perfect bet. If you look at his form leading in, he has five consecutive top twenties. He was, he looked fantastic in the president's cup. I know he didn't win all of his matches, but he played tight in all of them. And he has played this event three times. Obviously, one last year has never finished worse than T15. So he's never finished outside the top 20 at this event. He's always been in the top 20 for the last like two months. And this field is not tremendously deep. So there's he doesn't have to bring his A game to finish in the top 20. Um, and we talked about desert golf. Like he plays well in other desert conditions. Um He's just, he's going to be there. Like he's got a very repeatable game. He puts really well. The ball's been on a string for him off the tee and approach. So I just don't really see how things could go wrong for Sung Jay to have a horrible outing. So I, if you want a spot for there to be a max play well bomb, it's got to be course history, recent form field sucks. And that's what we have. Yeah, I, I love it. Like, I, I really do think it's a slam dunk play. I was tweeting during the President's Cup, like, how does Sunjay not have more wins on tour? Like, he's too talented in my eyes to only have two PGA Tour victories. And I do think that he does have, you know, I'm not going to go on here every week and say one of the favorites has a good chance to win. But I really do think Sunjay has is a great chance to win this tournament playing unbelievable golf. You know, he had those back-to-back runner-ups at the Wyndham and either the Rocket or the 3M and then goes to the Tour Championship and is second on the Shadow Leaderboard and second um, in the overall event, great at the President's Cup. He's going to an event he won. It's a perfect event for him. Just make a bunch of birdies. Like, Sanjay is going to play well this week. He is minus 130. It's not on any legal books, but it's all my local. It should be a matchup that is on your local. I really like Sunjay M minus 130 over Max Homa this week. Like I just think it is an absolute great play for all the reasons we laid out. I just with the field strength, with how he's played here, just with the form he's riding, I really like Sunjay this week. And I'm not picking on Max Homa. I think he's a very talented player. I just don't think he is quite the same caliber player at this course right now than Sunjay M. I think they're both great plays. I think the top 20 is a little bit safer because Max Home could have a great week. If you want to nitpick Max, you know, he doesn't have good course history here. I think he has four missed cuts. Again, I don't think that, you know, he's going to miss the cut this week. But I just think there's a gap between them. And I think on DraftKings, I don't know why Max Home is more expensive than Sunjay M. He shouldn't be. And I think that will garner a lot of ownership to Sanjay because a lot of people will think exactly what I did. But just in DraftKings, you know, I wrote it up in my article, but I really like Sanjay in DraftKings. I'll be starting on my lineups with him. I'll have a lot of money invested in him over Max Homa and a lot of money on top 20. So that's what we like at, you know, the top of the board. Um, you know, we kind of started the show with this. You know, we kind of, you know, put this out there, but it's a Ryder Cup, it's a President's Cup snub week. And Aaron Wise is probably the um the 13th man and i think he's i think he's ready to go he's a vegas guy has good course history and uh you're betting him out right this week so tell me what you like about a wise aaron wise we have the president's cup snub narrative yep. biggest snub in this field probably right i would say i would say um, and this is first start since being snubbed because he wasn't in the field last week. So that is allowed to carry over. Uh, Vegas narrative lives in Vegas, Vegas resident. Great course history narrative. Very important here. Sticky course history. If you played well here before, you can do it again. Um, has actually putted well here more often than not. And he's typically been awful. So now that he's like actually a good putter, yeah. coming back to a place where he's putted well before, I like that. They did overhaul the greens 
but apparently the the sloping is all exactly the same and they just put, put like different grass over it. So I'm not reading too much into that. Um, and his finishes, I think it's just like all top 20s over the last yeah like two months and he's contended in, in big fields. Um, so ever since he switched to the broomstick, I feel like he's been like this very nervy dude who can't close. But I think the broomstick putter kind of takes nerves out of the putting. And it's not like he's like, when he gets nervous, it's not like he's like over the tee and like slicing it out of bounds. Like he's been getting nervous, like on the greens and and three putting when he shouldn't. Um, So he's a good player. It's really gross to be betting Aaron Weiss, like 25 to one. But I think the last year of golf has shown us that like when a number is gross, that usually pays off more often than not. Like just if you can fit it on the card, just bite the bullet and do it. Yeah, no, I I really don't hate it at all. Another reason um, to bet him, Aaron Wise, this week is that he's kind of a swing season guy. Had a really good swing season last year. Like He likes to get it going in the swing season when the lights aren't brightest. Um, You know, I just worry about him, you know, classic, just making enough birdies. But it's fine play. You know, I love it. I hope you guys win. You know, the, the group chat's on him. I'm not. But, you know, I just, it's fine. I just couldn't get there. You know, it just, my model wasn't, you know, my model more had him at like 28 to one. So it was just kind of tough for me to, to pull the trigger there. Uh, but yeah, we're bet we're betting, you know, nothing new here. TIB we're betting the most tip player um, this week. We're betting Tom Kim, you know, was kind of, you know, doing a little Sunday night research after I was crying in the shower. And, you know, I was just like, look, accurate driver of the ball great with his wedges can make a lot of birdies it was more so like i wasn't it was more so just like okay i thought he would be 22 to 1 and i got a 30 to 1 on DraftKings as soon as it opened and i was like okay i'm gonna bet it like that's it you know that's the reasoning for the pick i don't have this massive detailed analysis the number was off and i bet it so 30 to 1 i'll take it is he gonna win twice in five six starts probably not probably not but you know we bet losers every single week that's kind of the whole thing about golf betting uh but yeah 30 to 1 you know i don't love a 22 or 25 but i I do think that he could have an unbelievable season and it might start here so why the hell not like let's just do it Um, yeah and i i joined you on that one and i think tom kim's a fun guy to lose money on Mm -hmm. so it's like easy for me to to make that decision i feel the same way with sahith like if I'm betting him, like even if he's not even in contention, it's like fun to watch him implode out there. So like yeah. I'm just I'm just having a good time <clears throat> and I hope he wins. So I think a lot of people have a decision at 25 between Wise and and Tom. I went with both because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't make a decision, but um, they both make sense here. Yeah. So let's just hopefully one of them um, will win. Um, someone I bet through you. Um, I kind of. You know, just put that put that money out there. You bet it for me. I really appreciate it. Fifty to one on Cam Davis. Um, a lot of people are picking him this week. He is a he's a popular pick this week, and I'll add to it. You know, I have no problem adding my list to the people on him. Andy Sobel, you know, Joe, um, a lot of other people. Like, yeah, let's do it. He's playing some great golf. Good wedge player. He can make a lot of birdies. He won on bent before. 50 to one. Fine. Sure. Time me up. Like that's it. That's the reasoning. I think 50 to one is a pretty good number on him. Uh, again, you know, we could do this both ways was on the president's cup team, you know, wants to be on it again, wants to prove to the world. Like, you know, he's the best Australian, you know, Cam Smith is not. So, you know, I think he's got something to play for this week and, and 50 to one's a a pretty good number. So are you, did you bet him? I did not. Um, because where what motivation, right? Like yeah. he was on the team, but I think what you are obligated to do that now that you've backed him is tweet at him. You shouldn't have been on the President's Cup team. It should have been Mackenzie Hughes. You wouldn't have been on if not for the live guys. Yeah, if you I don't do know. that, yeah, he will win. Yeah. But you have it, to at him, and you have to do it after the show. That's no, that's fine. I honestly like. I think that's a pretty good. Taken, he was pretty good at the President's Cup. Bet him on Bentgrass. Like, that's fine. That's enough for me. Uh, D. Riley withdrew. Um, that sucks. Um, miss him. Um, 
So the guy, I don't, I think I probably have room to bet him. Um, I might, I might bet him. I don't know if you are betting him. I like him top 10. I like him in DraftKings. I have kind of my worries about him winning outright. I just don't have a gut feeling that he's going to win twice in one year after not winning for many years on tour. Um, I think he's someone that's a good course fit in a lot of um, different courses. Um, he's showing form again. I don't know if he's quite there yet. I do think Tom Hoagie is a good play, though. I just I just don't think he's going to win this event. I, I'm sh- like, I think that he'll have a good finish and he's a good DraftKings play, and he's a really good course fit, and he gained a bunch of strokes ball striking last week, and it's a lot of wedges, and that's exactly what he does at. But um yeah i I think hogan's fine play i don't think i will get there outright because at the end of the day i just don't think i see him winning this event so i hope those words don't come back to bite me but president's cup snub it's it's a thing and it's here to stay and if there's no other reason then it's to bet him because he was a snub on the president's cup that is true uh one thing with tom hoagie though serial casino gambler stuff Major concern with him running loose in, in Vegas um, early into the season. He's already in the Century Tournament of Champions. Like, he doesn't need this win. He, yeah. he might have that peak up motivation, but if he doesn't, he could be an early exit. Get me onto the strip. I'm trying to have a good time in the fall. Fair, fair point. Guy. You know, that's, that's the thing about TIB is that you're not going to get one opinion. You're going to get multiple opinions. You're going to have people poke holes in arguments and that's why people listen you know that is you know why every week my dms are flooded with people just like that was the best podcast i've ever listened to you're so smart you're so handsome like you totally owned all those live people like why doesn't it pay like these are like dms i get every single week so like it's just this is why this what makes the show great you know we just have different opinions and you know we we talk about things in in a unique way so appreciate um all the all the listeners um tonight who because i don't know who's the next guy you're betting like who's the next guy um on your card uh brian Harmon is the other guy that's here that's yeah like it doesn't feel good no like no it doesn't feel good at all it feels terrible um but like a guy who can just like knock it straight down the fairway i believe i was on him at the amex and he finished well. runner up like one stroke back he he like had it he had like a tap like a, a 10 footer that would have put him in a playoff he didn't hit it um but like on short courses like i don't know he's playing well he can hit it straight he's not gonna get into trouble uh was not on the president's cup team so there's enough there's enough in his favor i think there's enough there like there's enough to like okay, not a fun enough dude to be distracted by las vegas he's kind of old now I think he's been he's been he's been to Vegas a few times, so like that's enough. Yeah, that's the question that I'm asking. Yeah, is it a business trip or is it a fall swing trip? Um, For Brian Harmon, I think it's a business trip. I'm looking on the lines right now. Everyone should go check that out. It's a great site that John works for, and they put out you know like comparable odds. So like I always use the top tens, top twenties. And BetMGM is like slanging some good numbers. I don't know if they're like up to date and valid, but I'm seeing some numbers that are kind of piquing um, my interest. So I'm going to have to go make sure those are, are valid because these look pretty good, but lines, check it out. Great tool. Um, everyone should see them. And I don't know if this is valid. I need to look, but it's saying that, I mean, even 66, but it's saying that Caesars has a 70 to one and um, FanDuel has a 66 to one on Mita. You know, I'm not a huge model guy, but when I was looking at the models and stuff, he obviously checks out, you know, re- yeah, 66 to one. I know you're betting your guy this week. It's just a matter of if I do it. My question would be, I don't th- like, I don't think he can get to minus 24. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really, it's not ideal for him, right? Cause okay. he's not going to light up. He's going to miss some putts that he should make. Um, but with him, it's almost like a live snub narrative. Like, yeah. did he not get the bag that he wanted and he's trying to 
get like the offer up by winning a tournament because he should have been gone by now. It makes no sense why he's still on the PGA. He's Board. probably just Neiman's not going. Gone. Like, what is up for debate? <laughs> he's probably just not going to live. Like, like I don't think he loves golf. I think he golfs to make money. And then, yeah. like, I follow him on Instagram. He's always, like, renting exotic cars in Florida. He's not practicing that much. Like, I feel like he's a big lifestyle guy. He gave up on golf when he was, like, yeah, in high school. He's like, eh, I don't really want to do this. And then I think Joaquin was like, no, you're, like, good. You should do it again. So, like, he's boys with Joaquin. And he's pretty good friends with Answer and some of those other, like, Latin golfers. And he's the only one in that group that didn't go over there. And he like definitely had an offer and he didn't take it. So like, I still feel like he's eventually going to go to live. And I think he's just trying to like get out of this funk so that he can get his price back up because he's been in a little bit, like he's been pretty not remarkable for the last like two months. And that's why we're seeing like 70, 75 to one numbers on him. In any case, the model is fantastic with him. He was number two in mine. And if he Who's gets back to one, uh, Sung Jay. Okay. And if he gets back to where he was, then, you know, he should play well here. I just don't think he's going to live. Like, I don't, like, I, I just don't think he's going. Um, but that's, you know, that's a whole nother kind of story for another day. Um, but yeah, I'm not, bet- I'm not betting me though. I don't think he could get to 24 under, so I'm not betting him. Um, you know, we got to make decisions. That's my decision. Um, so yeah, uh, no Mito for me, but you know, you got to bet your guys. Yeah, I don't really have any guys anymore, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> I killed Zalatoris. <laughs> Louie went to live. Like, it's fine. Like, it's, it's fine. I'm over it personally. <laughs> um, next guy I'm betting, you know, I have a, like, again, we're not, you know, I think he's going to miss a guy this week, but I really like Taylor Moore. Like, if it's not really a play that like I would normally be on, like, oh yeah, like I'm all over Taylor Moore this week. Like, I don't even fucking know this guy. However, I do think it's a good bet. Like, I do think it's a good top 20. I do think that again, we're talking about it. His number, it's like, why is Taylor Moore 65 to one? Like it, like, what has he done? Who even is he? The average golf fan probably doesn't even know he exists. Um, so I like that his odds are like low and he's not like a huge bomb because I think that, you know, Vegas knows as they always do, but he's been on a run of some pretty good golf. The reason that it, I'm worried is that he's made his like last eight cuts in a row. And like that just never really bodes well, but six at the rocket mortgage, fifth at the Wyndham, got to make a lot of birdies, you know, made every cut at uh, St. Jude and BMW. And then 36 at the Fortnite, 24th at the Sanderson farms game, like five on approach. Um, he's good on bent. Like he's a bent guy, you know, like we all have our surfaces. He's a bent guy. He's again, 5.1 strokes putting at the BMW. You're a bent guy. Like that's it. Like that's all you need. Uh, tell more bent guy, betting him 65 to one top 20 DraftKings. He's not going to be high owned. I love Taylor Moore, uh, this week. So I'm, I'm happy about that. one. Feel good about it. Okay. That's your guy. Uh, like, I was, he's always was... been my guy. Trying to do some quick research of any other narratives to pull, and I couldn't really couldn't really find anything. He went to he was he's an Arkansas grad. I don't know like how the football team's doing. Area. Like same kind of area. Draw something. Yeah. yeah, Razorback pigs. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's something there, but um, I, I don't you, think he's a popular play. So maybe he'll be your special yeah. guy. No, like I know he's gonna miss a cut, and another guy. That is going to miss the cut. I bet outright. Like, I don't give a fuck. I think I got like an 80, 90 to one on him. This is like, this is like, it's too good to be true. This play is too good to be true. And it's not going to pan out how everyone envisions. I just want to let people know this. Matthew Neesmith. It is an absolute slam dunk play. Perfect course history. Great result last week. Um, I don't know. Um, okay, first round leader at Waste Management, Desert Golf. Like, he's fucking like 80 to 1. Like, yeah, it just, like, slam dunk play. I'm on it. Like, makes all the sense in the world. I worry that it just, it just can't work out that way. It's just, 
you know, it sometimes it's that obvious with like guys at the top of the board, but like we're all not going to cash a nine into one Matthew Neesmith. I hope we do, but I just I have a little bit of a concern. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. He's <laughs> he's very popular. He's on a lot of cards. I really thought I was going to bet him, and I ended up not betting him, which makes me very nervous that I don't have him. Everybody else does, but at the same time, he's Matthew Neesmith, and I shouldn't be this nervous <laughs> that I didn't bet him. But um, FRM. He makes like, a lot of sense. Leader, right? I, I might get him on first round leader. I'm no, actually looking how, no, come on. He's he's on the fucking first round leader card. He should be, yeah. No, Let he's me. on it. Like, <laughs> like it's not like Matthew Neesmith first round leader. Like, that's a play. Like, he was first round leader in the desert already. All right, we can get 70 to 1 on DraftKings. It's not that bad. Do you have any other kind of guys in this range that that you're betting? Any any quote unquote bombs? Like any longer shot guys you like this week? Um, Cooch, spotlight Cooch. Um, Strokes getting old. Like I feel like you have to be old to play well yeah. here. Um, he had a, he finished second here in 2004, I think, when it was the Justin Timberlake Shriners Open. Um, that's his best finish here. Five straight made cuts at the Shriners. Um, putts well, putting contest doesn't have to hit it far. Fits that sort of profile. Looked good in his first start. I think at Fortnite, he was like T12. So, um, I think that's a good number. I got a 90 on him. Boom. Uh, um, I'm happy with that. I also, other bombs, Chez. Chaz Revy, like awful. Yeah, you were kind of you were kind of in the in the group chat. Like, how the fuck does Chaz not have a top four to here? It's it's actually insane. He's played this event eleven times and finished top forty once. Makes no sense. Like, plays well at Phoenix Open. Plays well pretty much anywhere that's under seventy two hundred yards. He's he's in the mix, and now he's coming off of a win within his last like five starts number one in the field strikes gain approach and he's 250 to one like i just don't i don't get it and i'm eventually that trend has to stop so i'm betting ches Revy. love it like love the play um you know things flip you know like th- like remember jt posting that john deere four missed cuts goes down and wins like these things can you know flip on a dime so i i think you should you should go for it if that's what um, your heart desires someone I bet at 80 to one. You can't bet him at 80 to one um, because that number is gone and <laughs> it's called being sharp and finding the bottom line. And like, that's just kind of what we do. Um, CLV. GIB. It's called CLV. Um, you can't lose um, because either you won on the CLV or the bad hits, um, but two guys actually, but um, first guy, KH Lee 80 to one. Like, yeah, like I'm going to bet that like, I'm going to bet it. He's a better ball striker than Wells Alatoris. Like, everyone knows this. Like, that is a thing. Like, are like like are we sure KH Lee's not better than Wells Alatoris? That's a question. Like, that's something like that I, you know, people are talking about it. Like, people are talking about it. I'm not, I'm joking. It's a joke. It's an inside joke. Um, I mean, just it. look at the number of President's Cup teams the two guys have made over the last <laughs> I mean, few years. It's just right <laughs> in front of you, but it's just like, no. In all honesty, I'll bet Cage on any TPC course at 80 to 1. Like, that's just like an easy bet. And it's not even like, oh, he's been doggy doo doo. Um, pretty good at the BMW Championship. I, I recall top five there. Um, ever heard of Bentgrass Greens? Okay, KH Lee, Bentgrass guy. Um, yeah, KH Lee, eighty to one, top six each way. Like, yeah, I'm I'm down. Like, that's an easy one. Bet him on TPC courses. I worry. Like, a real concern I have is like him winning on a course that's like not the Byron Nelson. But you know, these are things we kind of have to overcome. Like, this is kind of what we have to do. Um, someone I bet early. I believe i got a nine yeah i got a 90 to one on this guy um popular um people are betting him it's a great bet it's a good number kurt kiriyama the microwave man miscut or top five (laughs) you know we get we get the same payout whether he finishes second or miscut kurt kiriyama 90 to one um playing some good golf again 
He's not a consistent player. Like, 100%. He's not a consistent player. But when he gets hot, he gets really hot, and he probably is good for a top five. He's a Vegas guy. Again, narrative, you know, reason to bet somebody. He's very talented. He should have a win. Kirk, give me Kirk K. Like, any, do you vibe with Kirk K this week? First round leader, I emoji? Uh, I'm out on Kurt, but he did pop in my model. So yeah, my model wanted me to be there on Kurt, but I think he's going to find himself in some cacti, which yeah. is fine. Like it's going to happen inevitably. There's going to be a couple holes where he's hitting out of a cactus. If he can survive those, he's in great position. But the way I went with my card this week is just like guys who get like zero spin on their drive and just hit it dead down the middle of the, of the fairway. So that's, that's what I did this week. Um, no, I, I love it. You know, all, all great plays, um, kind of going down is Scott. Like I wrote of Scott Piercy. I didn't even, I don't know how I didn't look it up, but I wrote Scott Piercy as my favorite six K play this week. Ooh. Is he actually good here? Vegas guy. Great history. Let me pull really? Cause like, he's actually like playing decent. Like he's kind of on like a good finish miscut. Um, but last week, 19 at the Sanderson Farms game three on approach. Like, yeah, I'm I'm down. Um, yeah, three top I, tens, six top twenty fives for Scott Piercy in his backyard at TPC yeah. Summerlin. I like, like Scott Piercy. I like Scott Piercy as a six K play. Like I just do. Like I just, it's something I'm I'm vibing with. Um, Doesn't have Tony Fino breathing down his neck here, so he's gonna be playing loose. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like. Any interest in Team Rep this week? I feel like he's kind of out of the spotlight a little bit. Like I feel like people he doesn't have the like same pizzazz he had. Like people were betting him at forty to one. Like he's my he's one fifty to one. Yeah, uh, Morikawa comp very similar player yes. to Morikawa. Like you got to ask yourself, would I play Colin Morikawa on this course? If yes, consider Rep. Um, but I don't. He actually is a pretty interesting Matthew Wolf comp. Okay. Matthew Wolf is great here. Um, so if you want to go down that narrative, sure. Can he like, get I feel to like, minus No, 24? he's a horrible putter. Like, I, I don't think Ruff can putt it up. Like, I don't think Ruff can pour it in. He's He, he comes at you every now and then. Like, the I, I, like, I feel like he's a truly great ball striker, but, like, I just always envision him missing. Um, every his last seven events, every other event he's gained putting, so he's not atrocious. Are we on like a game putting week or? Ooh, we're not. He's due we're to not. lose, so okay. we paid. Okay, that's, that was good. That was productive. That's that's kind of tough. Um, so any other any other guys that like your eye in this week that like you'll play? Are you playing DFS this week? Like. What it what are you doing on DraftKings for the swing season? Are you keeping it light or like you you do a normal exposure? Um, I'm a little less in the fall swing because I do more like NFL okay. lineups, but the the um the prizes are like way down, right? Like when I'm looking through the contests I normally do, like the, the prizes are in half. So I don't love that. So I'll I won't make that many lineups this week, maybe. A handful. Okay. Yeah, but I'm kind of say, like what? Well, you go first. Yeah, like I kind of like lost um like all the money I had in DraftKings. <laughs> so it's like kind of tough to play. Uh, but like we're gonna win it, we're gonna win it back this week. Um it's fine. Like it's <laughs> it's cool. But yeah, I like had a lot of money in DraftKings, I lost it. Um, and I'm just trying to like keep it for like outrights because like I don't want to deposit like I haven't deposited in mad long and like I'm right close so like I'd rather like keep the money in DraftKings like for outrights than like if like just a overall like if you had fifty bucks and you had to turn it into like two grand or like a thousand like you're what do you think do you think it's easier to do that betting outrights? Or playing DFS. Outright. Uh yeah. no, I, I think it's outright. It's, I think it is outright. Like you hit like 
generally people hit outrights at a high people that like bet fucking outrights every week and also play dfs like they hit outrights at a higher rate than like winning a thousand dollars on DraftKings. it's a good question yeah we'll poll we'll poll <laughs> the people like tonight because i i do think it's a it's an interesting question but i i because like in DFS, like you have to like beat a bunch of other people and like you have to put six guys together and outright betting, you just have to like bet one guy that wins. Uh, so, you know, something to ponder. That's why, you know, we're keeping it low, but like not even a joke. Like, I like whatever. I'd like to now write every week. I don't, you know, I don't do it for the cloud. I don't do it for the fans. Like, I do it, you know, to see my hard work pay off. But I would fucking love to hit an outright the next three weeks. Like, <laughs> really badly like not like i really don't want to have to deposit into DraftKings. like i'd like to have a bankroll going but you know sometimes wanting it doesn't equal getting it you know that's something i've learned in life <laughs> well hopefully it's tom kim for both of us yeah i'm down like I, i'm down he's not gonna, i like i don't i don't think any of i don't have i don't think any of my outrights are gonna win this week <laughs> Like not in like, like I don't really like every guy I bet I write, I'm like that's probably not gonna happen. But yeah, we need to find the final slot. Like we need to find it, and we'll we'll see. So you know that's chill. Um, you got I know the weather's been horrible. You got any golf coming up lately? I haven't played golf in in mad long. You know, you are a great golfer. I would say in my mind, like you, in your mind, which like, is all that matters. Like, it's like, oh, is John, like, are you a good golfer or a bad golfer? Like, Paige Spranick, like, she likes guys that are into golf, but, like, not that good. Me. Okay. Right. Like, I would say, like, you're a good, like, you're a single, like, you're a single digit handicap. Like, you throw darts. Like, you're a good golfer. Like, I'll, I'll give you that. Like, I don't think, like, you could beat with Paige. Like, <laughs> from what she posted today. Like, I don't. What did, I missed it. What, what did oh. she post it? Oh, I, I was too busy viral. texting my producer. I didn't, I didn't catch it. Yeah, no, she tweeted today. It was on her Insta story. I was watching it and it was like, would you rather date a man who's good at golf or likes golf, but isn't good at it? And she was like, cause like, I'm so competitive and blah, blah. Like I would rather have a, a, a man that likes golf, but isn't very good at it. And I was like, That's we perfect. are so in there. That is a sub tweet or a sub post right now. <laughs> like, like hundred <laughs> percent. It's yeah. I love Paige. Like it's not, it's like a joke. Like I, I love her. Like it's not, it's, I, it's fine. Like it's cool. But her putting it out there, it was kind of like in middle school. Like when you, I don't know, but like if, like you wore something and then like this girl was like, Oh, when guys wear X like heart eye emoji, like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting um, from Paige. So, okay. you know, so you're going to buy her calendar. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm going to hang it up like right behind me. <laughs> I think that would be to. kind of, that would be you can show your support for your friends, for your, for your former guests. I would expect you'd have some sort of. I mean, it's, it's the only guess on TIB well. to have a calendar, right? Well, so, uh, yeah, that's true. I don't have one. So. I would say, yeah, I don't. I was thinking about I don't it. Think but you have, I don't one, have one, or, one yet? So, I mean, that's <laughs> um, kind of you know what we have to consider at the moment. I did want to bring up since you asked, I played in a golf outing this past weekend. It was a scramble. Our group won. We won fifty dollar golf galaxy gift cards each of us okay. and i wanted to pull you our listeners in the chat how would you use a 50 where where are you going first as you scroll through golf galaxy to spend a 50 dollars gift card understanding it's on the context of i won this in a scramble because i'm on the fence of two different things there's two different ways i can go with this I want to get your initial thoughts and then I'll let you know kind of where I'm leaning right now. I would buy probably ones. Um, okay. I'd buy golf balls because golf balls are a, it's a sunk cost, you know, economics lesson 
you know, for people. Like, you're just, like, the money's gone. Like, you paid for the golf balls, you're going to lose them. Like, there's never a time where you're not going to need golf balls. So I would treat myself to some nice golf balls if I had a $50 um, gift card to Golf Galaxy. What, what, what are you thinking? Okay, so we've got answers in the chat of Christmas present for someone else. Okay, That's very wholesome. That. Yeah. Uh, Pro V's. So a line there. My first thought was Pro V's. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why I'm now on the fence about it. I think when I win something, I want a trophy. I want something yeah. to commemorate the win, something that I can tangibly look at and be like, I have this as a reminder that I won that thing. Yeah. And if I get golf balls, which is what I should do with a $50 gift card because I'm going to need them. I lose balls more than anybody. Um, I need golf balls, but I'm going to lose them. And then I have no record of what I want. So then I was thinking like, get like a crazy shirt. Yeah. But like get- any, like anything else is going to be over 50 bucks. I could get a $50 shirt. But it could be something so obnoxious that every time somebody saw me, they'd be like, where'd you get that shirt? And if it's with, I would yeah. always wear it around the guys that I beat in the scramble. So did you, like, how I much, this like that money that I again, won. we've talked about it. Like, did you dominate the scramble? Um, This was, this was a, I would say all of my partners contributed above expectations and i probably contributed equal to or less than my expectations because i had the driver on a string i could have been much better on approach i hit a few i was the anchor putter i hit a few ones that we needed when it was down to me and I hit some, uh, just some disasters around the green but what what's cool is the guy that we one of the guys we were playing with had a GoPro and he documented the entire every wow. shot of the Some entire round. Some content coming out potentially. I don't know how he's editing. I mean, this, they must have used your it. drives a lot. Yes, but it was one of those. I don't know if you've ever done it this way. You have to use at, at least two tee shots from everybody in the group, which really like. There's a few that's, times where I hit. That's fun. It it's it's it definitely prevents like there was a scratch guy on another guy's team and they couldn't they could only use 14 so like two drives and two approach shots or approach shots anyone could hit anyone could do the approach shots but you have to use at least two drives so like if like the worst person in your group hits one like 250 down the pipe like we're using that yeah a few times where i've hit i had some seeds out there and we had to walk it back to to use the other guys but that's teamwork and you want to build, yeah. you know, you want a positive affirmation with with the boys, make them feel good, get the confidence up. We use a pretty pretty equal amount of shots, I would say, definitely around the greens. Yeah, no, that's 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 great. Um, like I, you know, kind of had you pegged as like an OTT guy, but you know, some of those shots you hit in LP, like just <laughs> really stuck out to me. Um, like just throwing darts, like just truly just flagging, um, the pin and it was great to watch. And like, I'll, uh, you will like, it's, it's like a, if you're like watching a random PGA tour event and like, you see a guy hit a bunch of good shots and you're like, like, he's a good putter. And like, there might not be like any statistical bearing on that, <laughs> but like you saw it with your own eyes. Like you're just like a great approach player. Like great wedge player, like hundred yards out, full fifty six. Like it's inside <laughs> eight feet. Like that's just how you play. I'm I'm a huge prox one twenty five to one fifty range guy. Like if you put a nine iron in my hand, I feel great about it. And it just so happened in our match, a lot of the par threes were in that range. When we had the match on the line on sixteen, that's I had nine iron in hand. I was feeling great about it. We had a little TIB for the W. Like if you give me my really? if you give me my wedges slash short irons, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, anything I don't, else? No other amateur golfer feels that way. <laughs> like literally, like no one else is like, yo, like I'd rather have a wedge than like a six iron. Right <laughs> up, like no, what? That's not like that's very unique of you. Uh, 
in my yeah. opinion. Because, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's been raining. And, like, I haven't played golf, but I think I'm going to get out um, this weekend. But, unfortunately, like, the golf season's, like, kind of over. Um, like, I played the bulk of my golf. Um, I am going out to L.A. to visit Andy in two weeks. Um, so we'll get some golf out there, but again, you know, it's not Beth page. So like the odds of me, like breaking 90 or like going super low, you know, it, it, you know, I'm not in my element, but that will kind of be the last hurrah, um, for the golf season. I know again, DMs have been flooded with people asking about everything, but I'm, I'm happy with the golf season. You know, I think a lot of results like from like 88 to 92, like right in my wheelhouse, and I think next year is is really where I break through. You know, next year is where all the work I put in and, um, you know, all the data that I've been looking at and been paying for, you know, really comes into um, fruition. So it was a good golf season, and I'm upset it's over. And you're going to have to come to Long Island to hang out with, with Kevin and I because <laughs> we've been hanging. Um, I know it would be super convenient for you to come from Jersey City to Massapequa. Um, hey, you know Long Island is my is my true home. Yeah. True home. I'm, I'll be I'm there all the time. And and fall Beth Page is is just wonderful. So don't count the season over. No. Just yet. We've, yeah. we've plenty of golf to be played yet. And Kevin actually it was his group of friends that we did the scramble with. Um yeah. So um Kevin someone and I just asked, played on, on Sunday. Someone asked who would win in a match BK or Brawl Search Line. I would beat him. I would you, beat him. I'm I a think better you golfer than him. I've broken 90. Um, like I shoot, you know, like low 90s, like normally. So I just, just clarify that I will beat Barcel Trent. I'm in a match. So I just, you know, we know we do a lot of questions on TIB. Uh, but really appreciate you coming on, John. You know, I hope to see you again. Um, you know, it's just been so long since LP. And uh, again, golf season's, you know, kind of winding down, but I look forward to celebrating um, you hitting it out. I think we're going to hit it. I, I have a feeling you're going to hit a first round leader this week. And I'm looking forward to your first round leader card. And I I'll, will, there'll be some shared plays there. Yes. Um, you totally reminded me about Neesmith because I had a little mental note. First round leader, Scottsdale. Good fit, good form, good history. Didn't get him on the outright card. Like all the reasons that I always put somebody on a first round leader, and I forgot to. So I'm so happy that we talked about do that. You, do you have your other first round leaders done? I do, but I didn't bet them yet. So I wrote them down, but I haven't. But I didn't bet them. So I'm who, do, who do you have? Who are the, who are the early leans? You know, the other thing that I do is I do not ever look at tee times, and it's worked out for me. So I'm never. I'm not going to stop doing that. Yeah. Um. But I bet Andrew Putnam, and he is the first guy out, as it turns out, coincidentally. So I now Putnam. feel good about that. Okay. Like, great course history, good Pebble player. Beach, Wedges. Pebble Beach. Um, so I'm going to have to remove one of these guys, but the guys that I was going to bet were Putnam, Spawn, Svensson, Todd, and Harry Hall. <laughs> um, I, th- I don't know. I have to remove one of those guys and get Wait, who was it again? Sorry. Putnam, JJ Spawn, JJ Spawn. Oh, I feel good about JJ Spawn. Well, how the fu- like how right, unofficial the fuck card. Is- well, unofficial card. How is JJ Spawn? How is JJ Spawn going to be first round leader? He's a first round leader guy. Early when has he he's- ever been first round leader? He definitely has been first round leader Probably. before. That checks out. Definitely, like I keep note of this stuff, and when. When Munoz is not playing, it's JJ Spawn and it's Adam Svensson on my first round leader cards pretty much anytime I have the chance to. So they're gonna be they're gonna be on there. I think I'll just also bet Neesmith. I'll bite the I'll be a little hashtag overexposed on first round leader. And we'll just make it back in the NFL season. Yeah, I feel really good about um Neesmith first round leader. I do too. Like I I do think it's a lock. I don't feel great about a lot of my plays this week. Um, but yeah, I, I think Neesmith first round leader is is a play. I, I I it would be very fitting if we hit a first round leader together. I'm gonna put a little bit more on it, not a little <laughs> pen buckaroo. Like I feel I feel into my plums 
Um, this is like a Russell Henley first round later that never hits. Um, but I appreciate everyone who checked out the pod tonight. We'll be next back next week for the Zozo. A uh, little midnight golf, little up late drinking, turn the golf on, see what's going on. Um, Fleetwood, Xander, that's all I know who's playing. It will probably suck. So let's enjoy this week. And I'm just happy that Liv Bangkok hasn't um, taken over. Because, like, like Liv Bangkok easily could have overshadowed this event. And, again, it's the end of the pot. I'll say what – I feel like there's negative buzz about Liv Bangkok. <laughs> well, it's about growing the game, Brian. Yeah. It's not about us American golf fans anymore. We need to let the 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 Bangkok fake faithful in Thailand need something to watch. So you get out of your little Twitter bubble and understand that golf is a global game. It's valid valid point. Um, I Bangkok is answer. buzzing. Yeah, about yeah. this, and the media won't tell you that, but Bangkok is absolutely buzzing <laughs> about this event. Oh, uh, but yeah, shout out Liv Bangkok. Um, I don't know who's going to win, um, but I hope it's one of the favorites. So everyone have a great night, and uh, we'll see you next week.